This is your opening market podcast for Friday, October the 21st. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Matt, we uh, definitely see some red on the screen today. What's going on in the markets? You know, a couple of things. I mean, you know, we had a pretty good run there yesterday, first of all. And then you you turn around and you see that, uh, you know, essentially, um, uh, essentially you see basically you're giving some of that back. And so, you know, you had beans up strong. You had corn, well, you know, decent gains. But uh, bottom line is it's still harvest time. You're still going into the weekend. And you're still looking at what I would call really good harvest weather. And so, you know, sometimes your uh, path of least resistance will be lower during harvest. And so the way that the markets reacted this week uh, to begin with has actually been pretty good. So I'm not too surprised by some downward movement today. Now, what are we hearing for, uh, you know, what's going on affecting the markets besides harvest? I know there's concerns on river barges. I know there's concerns in the Black Sea. I mean, what kind of things have happened lately? Anything really changing on those fronts? Oh, you know, I think there's just a whole lot of angst. A lot of folks are saying that they just don't see enough corn leaving the Black Sea region or wheat. Uh, don't know what to think about what they're going to look like as far as, uh, you know, how much they're going to get planted. As far as winter wheat's concerned, there's just a lot of question marks. And quite frankly, it uh, gives you a little bit of hope that maybe U.S. corn exports might make a rebound at some point. Uh, considering the lackluster performance we've seen so far. So, you know, that's one of the biggest things. And, of course, you got to talk about South American weather. And for the most part, it looks good, good enough to where you're getting that crop planted in decent fashion uh, as far as that first crop soybeans. And it's extremely important to see that happen because the timing of the safrina planting is going to be heavily determined upon when those beans get harvested. So, you know, at this stage of the game, it looks like from a world standpoint, uh, you've got a lot of varying uh, viewpoints, but uh, for the most part, what I'm looking at is that corn supply and demand balance sheets tightening, uh, while as the world supply and demand balance sheet for soybeans actually looks fairly stable. Now, of course, we're also looking at you know the weather for the Western Hemisphere. Well, the whole world is you know kind of messed up right now, but you know La Nina has really been playing uh, wreaking havoc here in North America. You know, what, about eighty percent of the country is in some kind of a drought, and and then South America obviously has had a few bad years, just like we've had some tougher years with with drought. Uh, you know, that's been pretty dry for them as well. I mean, that's got to be a big cloud overhanging what what could possibly happen as they get their planters rolling. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, the thing about it is that. South America's coming at us with more corn and beans this year, you know, and that's certainly going to be one of those uh, deals that, you know, it, it, if the weather isn't perfect, they could still have one heck of a good crop. And so, you know, I, there's a lot of different question marks. I think producers that are hauling in, for instance, today, um, you know, you saw basis improve again this week in my part of the world. Uh, you're getting towards the tail end of harvest in central Illinois. And so some of those processors are stepping forward wanting to, uh, you know, latch onto those last few bushels. And so what I'm getting at is this. You can 660, 670 for corn coming out of the field and some of the yields that we're seeing. The producers really got to ask themselves uh, whether they want to store those bushels or not, especially at these price levels, uh, especially whenever you're looking at a potentially large production uh, out of South America. All right, so moving to the livestock side of things, what are we seeing over there? You know, livestock is typically going to be beholden to what's going on as far as feed grains are concerned. And so, 
Yeah, you look over at, for instance, cattle. Cattle market looks like it's going to be a little stronger here. You know, the call for both cattle and hogs would be a, a stronger move. And a lot of that, of course, has got to do with the fact that you see corn a little easy. You know, and, um, and the bottom line is we've seen that demand has remained very strong for protein here over the last uh, uh, over the last, uh, well, several months, quite frankly. And so I think moving forward, you're still going to see that uh, demand for protein stay strong. And anytime you see weakness as far as your uh, uh, feed grain markets are concerned, I think that you're going to see uh, really strong uh, support uh, for these uh, protein markets like uh, uh, feeders and uh, fats and lean hogs. All right. Well, if folks want to talk market strategies, look at what's going on for this marketplace right now this fall or into the future, what do they need to do to get in touch with agmarket.net? You said it, agmarket.net, or they could go to agmarket.app, either place. Really good place to get a hold of our technology, our research, you know, some of the ways that we uh, kind of help uh, producers uh, maximize the return on investment, which is really what we try to focus on the most. All right, Matt. Well, thanks so much for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, bud.